Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Rewatchability, where the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. We're part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Laurent the Vampire. Was <laughs> <laughs> huh? well, that supposed to be scarier? I was pretty cute. It was kind of, I mean, yeah, give me something. <laughs> All right, that was a little scary. And one of our our favorite guests, uh, obviously. We always get compliments when you come on the show. Oh, um, I'd like to hear some of them right now. <laughs> okay, let's go to Twitter. <laughs> but Johnny Walker is joining us. It's true. It's me. It's Johnny. Say moi, as they say in France. Oh, or New Orleans. Mm, ha, ha, yeah. ha. We are about to talk about the movie interview with the vampire. Yes. Not a vampire. Like I searched Google. Not just that. So vampire. much. Yeah, it's just the it's the, the vampire. Specific Brad Pitt vampire. is the vampire. Yeah. Is Blue. he ever? <laughs> wow. Uh, but before we start, I want to say thank you to our Patreons. Those are people that have gone to patreon.com slash rewatchability and they've given us one, three, five dollars a month to get the episode early and ad free, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You get classic episodes at a certain point. And uh, when we have the time, we do put out a special bonus episodes only for Patreons. So you can find those on patreon.com slash rewatchability. Thank you, everyone. And now let's talk about interview with The Vampire starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Yes. Antonio Banderas. Basically, just like hot Hollywood men. Yeah. Like everyone right. in Hollywood. Yeah. All that... the hunks of the day. Christian Slater. Yeah. Christian Slater's in there. Yeah. That's Is where it is. Is he a hunk? That's where... <laughs> Christian Slater's a hunk. Okay. A bit like a bit edgier. Right. A bit, a bit of an alternative hunk. I was trying to think about his place in like the. 80s, early 90s movie star echelon. Yeah, he was like a teen hunk. Pump up the volume. Oh, yeah, so good. (laughs) Well, I assume that's why he's interviewing this vampire for his pirate radio show. (laughs) That's great. Rob, when did you first see Interview with the Vampire? 
I saw it a long time ago. I don't remember. It might have been on the Movie Network or something like that. We should say it came out in 1993, 94, somewhere around there. Yeah, 94. And I, like, when when I watched it, it was, it seemed like very adult to me. I was, it might have been 11 or 12. It's a mature film. Kristen Dunst's age. <laughs> right. So you were scandalized by this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that I, like, watched in bits and pieces when my parents weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> like it was pornography? Well... They're, like, they're coming in the room. Turn it off. <laughs> but I watched it eventually, and I remember really enjoying it. And I also, you know, when I was a little bit older in high school... I read all of the Anne Rice books. Wait, Whoa. there's like six of them? Not all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. I read a couple, maybe three of the Anne Rice books. She's yeah. still cranking those out now, right? Well, she went back to them because for a while she uh, got with Jesus. She wrote about Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume in the same, you know. But like, he's Anne a vampire, vampire right? still? Like. No, I think he's just the the son of God, the uh, <laughs> the way and the light. Yeah, you know, drink his blood, though. It's... Yeah, but you buried him, and then he came back. There are like, vampiric lot, yeah. qualities to Jesus Christ. He could be the original vampire, but I think she just went straight like kooky right. Christian writer thing. Because I, I, you know, I know that there was a period of time where her vampire fans, because this is one of the first big vampire series mm-hmm. in literature before the True Bloods, right. before the Twilights. Uh-huh. And so she had a fan base, and I remember that they were less than impressed with her subject matter. Yeah, but she went back to Lestat eventually, right? Eventually yeah. she did. Yeah, and she lost the rights of all, like, to the movies for a long time, and now she has them all again, to all her books again. So she's trying to make a TV series out of all of them, which could be kind of fun. I mean, it could be interesting. It's quite yeah. the... It's quite the saga. People have made TV series out of much less. <laughs> it's true. It's true. What about you, Johnny? When did you first see this movie? So definitely not when it came out because I was right. in elementary school and I feel like this was a bit beyond me. Right. But I, I really remember it being a part of the culture for sure. And specifically, I remember that when I was in grade five, I was in like a five, six split class. Oh. And there was like... Were you a five or you were, you were six? When I was a five... There was a there was a boy in grade six who was like super into Anne Rice and read mm. all of her books in class right. and would do speeches from this movie. <laughs> Did he have like frilly cuffs? <laughs> <laughs> Should I think he wore the same Nirvana T-shirt every day? It was the nineties. Oh my god! That's um, great. And but he would do like Tom Cruise's little like piano like I crawled out of the swamp speech <laughs> or like his like I'm gonna give you the ch-. like I knew all of these Lestat lines well before I'd seen the movie and I, when I first watched it was when I was in I think maybe grade nine and it was the sort of awkward age where for Halloween you're like kind of too old to go trick-or-treating yeah, but right. kind of too young for like fun adult yeah. Halloween mm-hmm. so I remember for a couple of years I would just go and like rent some sort of Halloween-ish type films and watch them by myself in my basement. <laughs> that oh, was and that's cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what? I had a good time. That's I like good? yeah, microwave popcorn. I watched like Alien followed by Interview with the Vampire. You put on that spooky like soundtrack, like the <laughs> at the like, same time. At the same just time to keep... watch it, like the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, just wearing a mask by myself. <laughs> it was a great, it was a, it was oh, a uh, lovely youth that I had. 
But I watched that movie then, and I think it was kind of. I think I sort of thought it would be a bit more of a horror film, yeah, and yeah. less of like a kind of like sleepy drama. It, it has interview in the title. <laughs> I guess yeah, that should have been the. Hit. It's not kick a bunch of ass with a vampire, or Ooh, you know, see that. Be scared of vampires. I don't know why I thought action movie. You should never name movies. <laughs> But yeah, that's I. That is I saw it at the, for the first time as a young teen, sort of several years after it had been out. But like it was one of those ones where you always the the that VHS cover is kind of burned into my mind from right. being on the video store shelves. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. What uh, about you, Blaine? I actually have a story for this one because I, I watched it oh, with okay. my friends. And was um, it a sleepover? It, <laughs> no, I think we were a little bit too old for it. Was it was a sleepover? <laughs> And, and then did you decide you wanted to be a vampire when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you listen to the podcast and throw it back in my face, Johnny? How dare you? Yeah, I, I was watching it with my friend and his uh, his dad was a little bit more conservative than I think uh, we all were. And so we were down in the basement watching it lights off. His dad came down and like – was watching the movie with us for a little bit, but we didn't really know how drunk his dad was at this point. So he was watching the movie, and then the scene where he bites the woman's breast. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, that, that happens. And his dad just went, oh, okay, <laughs> looks like looks like we're losing reception. It was a VHS. <laughs> he goes to the back of the TV and just pulls everything out of the wall. <laughs> Smooth dad. And then he, he, he like stands up again and drunkenly is like, oh, I tried to fix it for you guys. Uh, guess, you, guess you're going to have to uh, do something else. All right. Look into it later. Uh, good night. And he walks up the stairs and we plugged it back in and just continued watching it. <laughs> sure. But it, it was, I felt so bad for him because <laughs> he was, it was so awkward and being like, I am, you know, I'm the adult. I'm supposed to, you know, guide these boys through life and they're seeing this, this weirdness on TV and I need to stop it. <laughs> anyway. Parenting so is tough. Parenting is tough. Parenting is tough. But we watched all of it and we loved it. I think at the time. Although rewatching it, I have some detractions from it now. <laughs> so, Rob, do you want to run down the plot of this kind of Gone with the Wind style vampire movie? <laughs> well, Lordy, I do. <laughs> I don't know nothing about birthing no vampires. Oh, okay. I just want to see this go on for much longer. That's, than... a, that's all I can do. Okay. <laughs> I think that's I all you're do. contractually allowed to do. <laughs> well, it starts with Christian Slater. He is... Interviewing a vampire. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Yeah. But this isn't just any vampire. This is Ponytail Brad Pitt Vampire. Yeah, and his vampire oh, name hair. is, is uh, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have, like, the most Brooklyn name? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, with an S. <laughs> it's French. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Louis. You, you biting any people? <laughs> Louis, come uh, <laughs> come around here more often. Grab a slice. Anyway, sorry. he tells his story of being a vampire goes all the way back to 1791 New Orleans. <laughs> he is a guy who lives there. He has a big old plantation, but he is sad, <laughs> not because he owns slaves. Yeah, which and he owns a lot of uh, slaves. To be clear, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, that's not why he's sad. He's sad because his wife and his child, they died. His wife died in childbirth and right. uh, his life has become not worth living. And in fact, he has resorted to basically trying to get himself killed. Mm. He's but like in cool ways. <laughs> yeah, that's In like right. the sexiest way as possible. Yeah. <laughs> in ways where his shirt gets ripped open. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah he's like uh, going to prostitutes because like a pimp might kill him. That's bad yeah. for business, I'm saying. Yeah. You know, if you want repeat business, don't kill your clients. And then he also like, you know. Cheats tr- the cards. Cheats the cards, yeah. It's exactly. no good. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not so easy to get killed in 1791, apparently. <laughs> but when you're like white and gorgeous and extremely rich. <laughs> <laughs> but it just so happens that he has caught the eye of a certain somebody, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Lestat, who is a vampire. Young just Liberace. Be- <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> And uh, he bites his neck and says, hey, do you want to die or do you want to live? And uh, he says, you can – I'll give you the choice that I never had. You can become like me or, you know, you have what you wanted. And he decides, all right, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) And they make love right then and there. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't. I mean in the original novel, Anne Rice had uh, a lot more like – uh, homosexuality overtones going on, and like, uh, oh, I'm not... sorry, were there not overtones in this yeah, movie? There definitely overtones. We're there just were missing the clear tones, you know. <laughs> in the book, like... I mean, they're they're wrestling around on the ground as Tom Cruise tenderly, you know, kisses Brad Pitt's neck. <laughs> Come on, it's I know. It's, it's it's a way gayer film than I had recalled. Yes, me too. Way. Yeah. I mean, literally, the, the opening sequence. <laughs> We've got, like, Brad Pitt and Christian Slater cruise each other Mm -hmm. in an alley in San Francisco (laughs) and then go back to a hotel room together. Like, that's how the movie starts. Yeah. (laughs) And then we all know what happens next. They conduct a lengthy interview. Like, right? (laughs) So that's how it goes. Yeah, that's that's, that's what's (laughs) next. They're in bed smoking a cigarette. (laughs) So you're a vampire? Yeah. 1791. (laughs) (laughs) Seventeen ninety one. Yeah, it's so funny because in the book, Lestat is like, "Hey, in order to like be the family that we're gonna be, because in a little bit, oh, we've all heard this line, little girl. uh, We're gonna need to like fucking do it. So like, if you want to be a vampire, we're gonna have sex, right? And so they uh, took that out of the movie, the producers, because they were like, we don't want you know a gay movie, yeah. But uh, but then. <laughs> Gay movie. <laughs> I'm like, what's like? Yeah, they're they're like giving each other hickeys on their neck. They're they're having in a in a family with an adoptive kid. I mean, this like, movie, it's yeah. so the eye contact and all the face rubbing. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's it really is. intense. Do they and drink it's because it's fluid. Yeah, they do. I'm, so. It's like, what? are you so like depressed about like your boring hetero lifestyle that you're trying to get killed? Like, don't worry. Like, come be like eternally gay. <laughs> and that's the choice I never had. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. So well, funny. I I remember reading the books that I mean, when I was a young teenager growing up in a Mormon household, mm. uh, I was very surprised about the frank 
homosexuality in the books. And yeah, I was, you know, thinking back to the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, there's probably like shades of it. But I thought it was going to be like we talked about Lost Boys two weeks ago. Right. And there's like a little bit of like they dance. But yes. this is like, you know, it's yeah. basically like a metaphor for two men in a relationship vampirism. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And during like the time period, like they only went out at night, like they had to keep it secret. Like, yeah. People were finding out about them and might hurt them. Like it was like it's totally about that. Mm-hmm. But yes, but they have some problems in their relationship. Not not bedroom problems, <laughs> but Brad Pitt, though he has agreed to become a vampire, he doesn't like the killing, which is an essential part of being a vampire because vampires, if you remember, drink blood and you got to you got to kill a bunch of people. So, you know, Tom Cruise, Lestat, he loves killing people. This is Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) This is where he really gets to shine. And I was I was thinking about this because I remembered like we talked about American Psycho not too long ago is like. Christian Bale based his performance on Tom Cruise. (laughs) And Tom Cruise, he thinks of himself as like a hero. So he never takes these roles where he actually gets to be the kind of person that we kind of think Tom Cruise is. Right. A vampire. What's that one? It's a coffee. Well, so it is. You must be dead. I'm not dead, am I? No. No, you're not dead. Not yet. You finish this, you finish this now! You finish it. Save me, Philip. Save me! You let me go. I can't die like this. I need a priest. My friend is a priest. He'll hear your sins before you die, unless unless I make her one of us. No! Take her, Louis. End her suffering! End yours! (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a there is a direct line from his performance in this movie to him jumping on that couch with Oprah. Right. Like that that is the Tom Cruise we get. It also feels like a little bit him inviting someone into Scientology. He's like, you can never leave again. You've (laughs) just got to get jump on board with the killing people. And you can live forever because I'm going to drain you of your blood. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But. He eventually he's surviving off rats and other you know small animals. Chickens, yeah, which is not a great way for a vampire to live. But and old ladies' dogs, <laughs> yeah, but old ladies' dogs. But he can't he can't bring himself to even kill like the old lady, for example, even somebody who's murdered a bunch of people yeah. and caused a bunch of bad things and been an evil person. He can't do it. But at one point, he's starving. He he doesn't know what to do. So he stumbles into the plague-ridden district, and he goes to this house where he finds a little girl who is, you know, clutching her mom's, you know, legs. Her mom has been dead for a long time. Yeah, from the plague. She's all rotten and stuff. It's good makeup. Yeah, it's very gross. And he bites her. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And then that's how you get children. Right there. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Well, you're supposed to use protection. Okay. You have to get yeah. a neck guard. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is Kirsten Dunst in her first role ever. and Yeah, Spider-Man's girlfriend, if you're the New York <laughs> Times or whoever it was. Oh, really? Yeah, it was when somebody oh, recently called her that. And she had to, she had to <laughs> be so like, awful. excuse me, I think that's a bit rude on Twitter. Oh, God. Yeah, she's – and I don't – you guys – what about her performance? You guys like her performance in this movie? She's great. Uh, I think she kind of gives the performance of the film. I think she kind of carries the film in a way. Yeah. 
that second she I it feels to me like the movie really starts mm-hmm. when she shows up. There's this real kind of episodic feel to the movie. I think it has a hard time with momentum mm-hmm. and it just feels like you have the same scenes over and over again of like do you want to be a vampire? Yes. <laughs> do you want to kill people? Well, no. And it's like, okay, you can't. You have to, you, you can't have both ways. You've got to do it. And it's just red, like red, over red. and over again. Yeah. And then finally, they bite that little girl. She comes back with this beautiful perm that, like, yeah. the vampirism is. I love yeah, that. Shirley just, Temple. Yeah, yeah, it's the sort of like Rita Hayworth meets Shirley Temple, like head bob. And then there's <laughs> these gorgeous locks. And then she's this fabulous evil little creature and then we have a plot yeah well and i I mean she's the heart of the film she is the heart of the film and and she does uh to go with the metaphor kind of like pump the movie up because she we understand tom cruise's character way more through her like we understand his like kind of kid like throw caution to the wind eat everything because we understand that a bit through her because she's a child but Mm -hmm. then we also understand like her loss of innocence uh, and and Brad Pitt's loss of innocence through her loss of innocence. So like, yeah. I feel like we understand both characters so much more once she hits the screen. And there's actually something for them both to fight over, both to do. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it's it's great. I really liked Brad Pitt parenting uh, Kirsten Dunst. It was yeah? like it was heartwarming in it was, its way. Yeah, it was kind of cute. You know, yeah. yeah. And you know, sometimes when you're you, you're you've got someone trapped in an abusive gay relationship, and they're trying to leave. <laughs> you surprise adopt a child so that they can't go anywhere. Yeah, well, that's reproductive co- <laughs> co- 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 coercion. What's it called? Coercion. Coercion. Reproductive. That's coercion. the word. Mm, vampire style. <laughs> vampire style. Yeah, because Tom Cruise Lestat turns her mm-hmm. against. Brad Pitt's will or whatever. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. And now they're a family and they're going through mm-hmm. like they go – they're Americans again. And they go to like uh, New Orleans and – Yeah, that's right. They have a, a good old time. Mm-hmm. And she loves the killing. Yeah. She is great at drinking blood and murdering people. She murders her piano teacher. She murders like eight maids. <laughs> About basically anyone she encounters. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's – And this... they're like, tut, tut, not in the house. Well, that's what I love about it too is like Tom Cruise keeps on coming in and being like, how are we going to find another dressmaker this quick? <laughs> you know, like we needed this person. That part's pretty great yeah, too. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Weirdly, she, seen, she takes about 30 years before she asks like what's going on. Yeah. That's like a strange, like 30 yeah. years pass. And so she's like, so what's the deal here? We're like vampires? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't, you guys noticed that I haven't had puberty yet? Is mm-hmm. that something weird? But like, I, uh, yeah, right. I do Bloomer. find that, that scene where she's sort of like spying on that nude woman who she will eventually kill. Yeah. But it's really like, it's an interesting moment where she's just like, I want to like be a grown woman yeah. and not this little girl forever that's like, she delivers that line so well when, like, she like do you want it. to kill her? And she's like, I want to be her. Like, oh, you feel it so much. That's great. Little mm-hmm. yeah. And it feels like a real sort of, to me, I mean, I don't know, like, the, the queerness of this movie is, is just, like, drenched in it. But that feels to me like such a specifically, like, kind of, like, queer longing moment of right. wanting to, like, be this, embody this sort of person and this sexuality mm-hmm. and this body that you don't have and, like, aren't allowed to have and, like, the sort of frustrating gap between who you believe yourself to be and want to be and, like, what society and what the world allows you to be. Now that is pure cream. Trust Claudia to have found her. 
What? Don't you want to? I want to be her. Can I, Louie? Be like her one day? More melancholy nonsense. I swear you grow more like Louie every day. Soon you'll be eating rats. But she's really angry. She becomes very angry at first at Lestat for turning her and giving you know, getting her stuck in her prepubescent form. And then also at Louie for killing her in the first place once he brings her back to uh, the place where he got her and shows her. And so she decides that she's going to kill fucking Lestat. <laughs> and, she does, and she does so by tricking him into drinking dead blood. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that's a very specific part of the vampire lore of this film, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't drink dead blood. Yeah. You have to but, keep the heart alive. Yeah. And so it, like, I, it fucks him up. Yeah. Like it would do. And then she like slices his neck and then they go and throw him in a swamp. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a bit much, but. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, to get like... Tom Cruise out of your house, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Still she... doesn't work. No. No, but no. she's diabolical. Like the scene where she like slits his throat. It's just. Oh, yeah. I'm so scared of Kirsten Dunst in that moment. Like she was so good. Yeah. And when Brad Pitt comes in and goes. What happened? <laughs> like, he's just so blown away that this kid can do this. Yeah, I think he actually says, oh, my God, which is a strange thing for a vampire to say. Yeah. Even fooling him with those creepy, like, matching outfit twin boys yeah, who were yeah. secretly yeah. dead. It's like, stole them you from couldn't the just kill one kid? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> It had to be two. <laughs> yeah, but then, they, then they're kind of rid of him and they go searching for vampires throughout the world. Right? Well, they're about to leave and he comes back and they basically like have to burn down all of New Orleans as they leave. <laughs> but yes, then they go to That's- the... Also, like, Brad Pitt, every time he leaves a house, he burns the yeah. fucking place down. That's his oh, motif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, has a Molotov cocktail just for the occasion, like, in his moving boxes. It's so weird. Yeah, same as his plantation house. Yeah, exactly. I, they just, they couldn't stand listening to any more of Tom Cruise's little cabaret that that he was performing <laughs> right, there on the piano. The piano. Yeah. yeah. And before, he couldn't let the slaves have the plantation house. Right. Yeah. I mean, that just feels mean. He goes like, "I killed one of like one of the the slaves. Like, you can have her body. Go. You're free." Oh, like a, a criminally Tandy underused Tandy Newton. I know. I was amazed to see her in this film because I didn't know that she was uh, like a thing back then. I yeah, she's great. I do remember like when I watched this in high school and. I already knew who she was. I think she'd probably like been in Mission Impossible 2 and okay. she's in this like she's in this movie flirting this Australian movie with like a teenage oh. Noah Wiley and Nicole Kidman that I really loved. Right. And I saw her in there and I was like, "Oh, okay, she's got to be like important." She was like they had her name in the opening credits yeah. and I was like, "Okay, so she's like a slave on the plantation, and but she's just... going to like become a vampire yes. or she's going to like yeah. maybe she's like there's the there's they're doing this voodoo thing like is she going to be like a vampire hunter secretly?" Oh, and then it's like, like she yeah. is just like an, an, a maid who who is like, I'm so worried about you, master, and then gets killed. And I was like, that really, that really sucks. That sucks. She's probably the best actor in the movie, and that's a really unfortunate role. 
Yeah, she's an amazing actor. Have you seen she's, her like in Westworld? Oh she, my like, god, she's she's everything. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. I wish that like this movie was about her as some sort of like undercover vampire <laughs> assassin lady in the old. That says it's a Anne better movie. Call Anne Rice. Get on, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> So, yeah, then they do go searching and they find Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's Oof. right. The theater de la vampires. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love this part as a yeah. student of the theater, and I'm sure you both appreciate. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's the tableaus great. and right. Ah, so yeah, good. We went to theater school too. Yeah, I don't anyway. really understand what anybody thought they were seeing in that theater. Like, oh, ooh. just murders. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, I don't know. Do you remember like the German expressionist plays that we like? Well, I don't understand what anyone was seeing in those either. Yeah, no, I guess it. I have, to be fair, seen weirder shows than the ones those vampires yeah. were putting on. Like the biomechanics yeah. stuff. Anyway, it's weird stuff. But they were like killing people on stage. Drinking their blood, being vampires in front of everyone, like an exhibitionist kind of yeah. show. I like how not- some of them are stagey and like <laughs> use like bad practical theater effects. Right. Like this, like they have a, a bench on a turntable and like two actors switch out for dummies whose heads get cut off. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then they actually like kind of like cruelly and horrifically strip naked and murder and kill and drink the blood of this woman in front of this entire audience. I guess they've been sort of like lulled by the silly part of the show. Yeah. That does like the first part of the show looks quite fun, and I was like, I would watch that show. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to that part, I and I think the whole that. audience is sort of like, okay, this part's what? not working. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I had a, a theater uh, teacher at one point be like, "That's the difference between the, like that's the fourth wall. Like, not even if you kill someone on the stage will someone get up and stop a performance." And I thought that was kind of really yeah. interesting that we that lady got up to try to volunteer to be killed. I know performance. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Oh, do me, do me." Like, is this improv? And everyone's like, "No, no, sit down, sit down." But we do need a location. Uh, yeah, Dracula's castle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, and they do murder that woman on stage. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And they, you know, they want Louis. Uh, to join their vampire theater troupe, which, you know, is, is fun and all. Um, <laughs> do a couple vampire fringe shows or whatever. But they're like, you got to lose the kid because she killed Lestat and vampires aren't supposed to kill other vampires. So, you know. Or like ha- make child vampires. That's, yeah, that's also. Yeah. So, so there's she's like, like multiple taboos. She's an abomination of some sort. Yeah. To this particular theater troupe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you so should not... see them if someone says Macbeth. Like, oh. <laughs> they have to run around the theater. <laughs> you can't say that at a podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is like the- – they're theater practitioners. They're like the lowest of the low in terms of society at this point. And they're like, oh, but you can't do – Well, they're on, looking guys. for – 
Antonio Banderas sexily says to Brad Pitt that they're looking for like a new person to bring in new blood and bring them into the 20th century. And he represents the future because uh, – He's like an American or something. He's American. Yeah. He's like kind of emo, and they love all, like they just love all of that. He's just really into him. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, totally. realistically, yes. And then he's got to get rid of the girl because uh, he's uh, child free. He doesn't. It's want just kid. like if any of these vampires could just like smash when they want to, <laughs> like they, they could solve so many of the problems. <laughs> Vampire dicks don't work. That's the <laughs> can't get enough blood down there. Oh, that's too bad. And they. They kidnap Kirsten Dunst and they uh, kill and her, her new surrogate mother, her new surrogate mom, who Brad Pitt has lost his humanity, turning into a vampire, the last bit of his humanity, mm-hmm. and um, they seal him up in like a catacomb, yeah. you know, supposedly for eternity, and then they put her in the two women in the well, and uh, when sun comes up, it's uh, you know toasty in there, toasty. In my memory, I thought that that the woman who sort of w- wants to become this mother vampire was like a way bigger character. Yeah, but she's so barely in the movie that I kind of actually wondered why she was there at all. I don't even think she has a name. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like, like, oh yeah, Claudia and that other woman vampire. <laughs> yeah, because then it seems like we're supposed to take like the weight of both of their deaths equally, and it's like. This chick was in one other scene. Like, I don't know who she yeah, is. Yeah, she feels like an artifact from like an earlier draft or they were following the book too closely or something. But I do like the emotional note of like the child trying to have a mother and trying to like create her own family. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. nice. And I I love the part where they both burn to death. It's very, you know, yeah. visually appealing. <laughs> I really like where they're about to get kidnapped and that like really like cackling insane ginger vampire theater lady comes right. in <laughs> and I'm like where has this lady been yeah. the whole movie <laughs> she, where are the women vampires <laughs> yeah yeah true truth I mean they're probably doing their own thing leaving the fucking do vampires to their bullshit <laughs> that woman also like made such maybe it's just as a ginger I, you know, I saw myself on screen briefly and I was, I I remembered her being like a bigger sort of secondary villain. And I think like she gets one really good cackle and that's about it. And then it's like murdered. I really wanted more of her. Yeah. Yeah. You get much more. Oh my god, his murder spree is amazing, though. With yeah, that side, it is. Really I'm amazing. like, fuck god, yes, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. The he fire, goes, of course, because Brad Pitt. Yeah, because because uh, his daughter was murdered, so he goes back and murders everyone of that theater troupe except for Antonio Banderas. Well, Antonio Banderas saves him because he stumbles out after the massacre, and it's fucking daytime, uh, and he's like, oh, I gotta like huddle against the building because. The sun's coming out, and then Antonio Bandera swoops him up in his big old carriage. Yeah. <laughs> like Zorro. Like Zorro. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he doesn't want to stay with Antonio Banderas, and so he uh, goes eventually back to oh, America. No, he can't be happy with anyone. Like, <laughs> no. He's his own worst enemy. Well, yeah. he's, he's grieving right now. and Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, yeah, he goes back to America and uh, I, this part's kind of nice. He uh, he sees the sunrise again through cinema. Yeah. He watches, like, Superman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was, that was kind of a fun, the vampire. Nosferatu. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, this is bullshit. This is offensive bullshit. 
There is not enough vampire representation in Hollywood, and this is how they show us on screen? He's just, like, covering his ears with his pointy <laughs> nails, being like, that's not how I look, right? <laughs> um, he but, changes his fashions with the times. He does, yeah. yeah. They show him in a kind of, like, Miami Vice look in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And then he still has that, like, ponytail in the 80s. It just, the fashion comes back around for hairstyles, for well, sure. Presumably he also can't cut his hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at one point, Claudia tries to cut her hair, and it just uh, comes back like Homer's stubble. <laughs> <laughs> so he does, he does see Lestat one more time. Yeah, well, that's right. He, gets, he smells like death. And he goes, follows his like, nose to an old graveyard. <laughs> He's like the worst two kids. Just follow your nose. <laughs> it's like, I smell death. Yeah, it's a graveyard. Like, I don't know where else you'd go. And he finds uh, Lestat, who is sort of like half alive. He's very sick. And he just, I guess, been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> well, he kicks aside like a whole bunch of rat corpses, which sort of brings it full circle because earlier in the film, Lestat was chiding him for eating rats. Mm. And now that's what he has to do to survive. And he goes there and he's alive, kind of, but he's just sitting there. And uh, he asks them to join him. And, you know, together they can make it. But Brad Pitt's like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, he basically, like, he shows up to do, like, a little victory lap and be like, I just wanted you to know I'm still very hot. <laughs> and uh, I'm still emotionally unavailable. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, like, just a movie of Brad Pitt turning people down. <laughs> Pretty much. This is, like, everyone's just like, hey, can, can we date? So we all know how Jennifer Aniston feels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Snap. Uh, too soon. It'll always be too soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he, uh, you know, he, like, you can leave. You can not be a vampire. I'm not going to turn you into a vampire to Christian Slater. Christian Slater gets in his car. He goes onto the bridge. And then Lestat descends from the heavens. Yeah. And turns him into Looking a vampire. more full of... Yeah. Piss and vinegar. Yeah, yeah. He's back. Well, it's kind of like... ate a few more people. I feel like he, like, saw Brad Pitt and was like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta get that gym membership. Like, I gotta, <laughs> or like, maybe, gotta like, Brad Pitt again. kind of, like, made him sound grosser in his story than he actually was. Yeah, right. that's also very true. It was all from his <laughs> perspective. Embellished, yeah. And he's like, and he, oh, he looked really gross, I promise. Yeah. He <laughs> ate, <laughs> ate so many rats. Like, he's probably fine. <laughs> he ate so many <laughs> like, rats. Yeah, well, I mean... Looking at it through the lens of uh, this movie being very homoerotic, but not really, uh, like, you know, pulling the punch. Um, I mean, I sort of viewed his, like, sickness as, like, an AIDS metaphor, like, as big as the Hollywood side. For the 80s and stuff? Oh, yeah. That is And, like, the, like, tainted blood sort of thing, which I assume is what, you know, keeps him sick. Yeah. I also think, like, all of the vampire characters, the way that they... They, like, paint over their veins. They all have, like, those visible blue veins on their faces, which feels right. to me like a bit of a Kaposi's sarcoma uh, visual reference. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're all, like, references to the plague. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of, like, kind of, like... Definitely. Like, AIDS paranoia mm-hmm. woven into this. Yeah. 
Well, that's it for Gay Panic the Movie. Uh, <laughs> gay Vampire Panic. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> you like, should tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like one of the most sort of like explicitly queer moments in the movie is when Louis is talking about Lestat's preferences when they're like going to a party. And he's like, oh, he likes to start off the night with like a young debutante. And then he likes to go after like a fresh-faced youth. And they show him like – bringing this, like, young man, like, with the, like, painted face and yeah, wig. Yeah, the and like, dude. Yeah, and I feel like that's it's a very, like, I don't even, you, I don't know how to read that other than saying, like, yeah. this character is, like, pretty bisexual. Like, that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like he's a character in an Oscar Wilde play or novel or something like that. He He's very, like, coded queer, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, like... You know, well, and that's what Anne Rice was writing. Like that's the book she wrote that they just made it not uh, made him not like made him not gay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know because Anne Rice doesn't. I don't think admit to the homosexual she, nature of this. But she said, she? like in the book, Lestat's like we have to have sex for us to be. Like, yeah, it's all in and, there. Yeah, but. Like Anne Rice is, I mean, she writes a lot about Jesus. Like, right? I think, I think that she's, she's pretty queer positive, though. I, or I feel like she's one of those sort of like, I like don't see gender, yeah, <laughs> people or something. Right. I mean, I think she's just like, I think she's like probably a straight lady who like jerks off thinking about like boy vampires kissing. Right. Well, I think that's like, definitely what this is. This is like <laughs> lady porn, gay vampire yes, lady yeah. porn, yeah, uh, explicitly. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, and she's touched on some of that, and I have some of that in the trivia coming Ooh. up after this break. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we get back and interview the vampire, I just want to tell you about what we have next week. Vampires, what comes next naturally? Werewolves. It's simple. So we're going to be talking about 1994's Wolf, starring Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and James Spader. I mean, you got so many people in this movie, there's like a little bit of Alice and Janie in there. Oh my god. Yeah, if uh, if, if you're a swimmer... You got some David in there. Okay, now you're spoiling. (laughs) Come listen to next week's podcast, specifically for when we talk about when David Schwimmer shows up in Wolf. Hey there, and welcome back to Rewatchability. We're discussing an interview with The Vampire with Johnny Walker. Hi. Hey. And I have some (laughs) trivia questions for you guys right here. Let's do it. So, Anne Rice wrote the book. (laughs) <laughs> after it was already optioned in 1979. So they wanted to make a movie of it before she even finished the book. That's what I've read. So the first attached cast for Lestat was John Travolta to play the role. <laughs> uh, Amazing. But which actor did she have in mind when she was writing the book? What's, yeah, going, on? What's going on there? That's crazy. 
Uh, so which actor did she have in mind when she was writing the book instead of John Travolta? He uh, he never played the part, but he did go on to play two other vampires in other movies. So which actor is that? I know the answer to this. Do you know? I don't think I do. It's the uh, the recently passed Rutger Hauer. You are correct. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, he, he'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great. Yeah, and he was great in Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and he was in Salem's Lot as well, playing a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So she she hated that Tom Cruise was cast in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why she would have an opinion like that. <laughs> <laughs> she said that it was like, what did she say? Uh, one of the worst crimes in the name of casting, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, a great sentence. Wow. Um, she did not want to be in it. She, she campaigned for them to switch, right? She campaigned for them not to have John, uh, John Travolta, Tom Cruise in the movie, then for them to switch, then for anything besides him playing that uh, that character. And then she disowned the movie and only saw it when they had finished it and sent her a VHS copy. And she saw it and then totally reversed her opinion and sent <laughs> Tom Cruise an apology letter, apparently. <laughs> I think the but it was too late and now her. she's at C-Lab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's that, like David, David Miscavige is like – like played her a visit. It was like, you should like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I would like Tom Cruise. Oh my God, get out of my house. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was weird. Uh, there was a whole bunch of like alternate casting for yeah. this movie too. They had Johnny Depp attached for Lestat. They had Daniel Day Lewis attached for Lestat. Right. Oh, that would have been something. Yep. <laughs> Any of that? I mean, he's so method though. Like. So many people would die. <laughs> but what a performance. Yeah. It would be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it would be interesting if there was like a good actor in that role. It changed the whole film. <laughs> yeah, or like just an actor that could play that role. Like I think Tom Cruise is good at Mission Impossible movies. I think he's fucking great at Mission Impossible. But like I don't think he's good for that role. He just doesn't play it well. He he like model he said he modeled the his character based off of watching animals attack. <laughs> like what? those like animal attacks. He was shows. just doing that anyway. Yeah, like, I know. He was <laughs> like, I am an watches. apex predator. <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, so I don't know if we saw that really in the movie, him like attacking things like uh I mean like, literally wounded gazelle. <laughs> I don't know. It was very weird. Also, the other person since they got Tom Cruise for the role, the first person that Anne Rice went to talk to please play this part, she begged this man to play the part, was Tom Hanks. Why? As Lestat. She had a <laughs> No, that's, that's like even worse casting. No, it's even right? worse like, casting. Yeah. Like significantly yes. worse. Yeah. That would have been, yeah, he turned it down and he got Forrest Gump instead. He took that role because <laughs> oh. of course, because of course. <laughs> like he would never be in a movie where he bites people and sucks their bl- I don't know. She did it cuz he was in Philadelphia and and she saw that and was like, "Oh, like you can you can like go to those like depths of character." He's like willing right. to play gay. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a straight actor that can play gay. You should do that in my movie. My question is how they got Tom Cruise to be in this movie at all without him realizing Right. What it was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's like, okay, so now Brad, you're gonna get on Tom, and and uh, this is about vampires, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah vampires. It's vampires. Writhe around vampires. You know, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> well, and it's 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 really tough because I think Brad Pitt actually brings a lot of like subtlety and subtext to his role, yeah. and he's just sort of like. 
He doesn't even do much or say much, but he's so watchable, and he has so much kind of like pain and inner conflict. That's and then you, at. and then it pans over to just this ridiculous clown, <laughs> like, yeah, playing oh, the man. piano, and uh, it's just awful. Well, Brad Pitt had a notoriously awful time on this movie. He because uh, it, it was all filmed that night. It was only in a studio, so he'd go from the darkness into a studio, leave when it was dark again, back to his hotel. He said that he got so depressed that he tried to buy his way out of the film and talked to his uh, his one of his friends, David Geffen, who said, oh, it's, it, I got the figure for you to buy your way out of the film. It's $40 million you'd have to pay. Right. And he went, oh, that takes a lot of weight off. I just need to like – hunker down and do this like there's no way out like there's no uh, thinking about getting out of this. I mean David Geffen could have let him out of the contract it's his yeah. movie company <laughs> I know it's like friend to friend right you're gonna let me out of this 40 million dollars so we're not friends okay <laughs> good just <laughs> just happy to know that yeah it's uh, he he did do a great job but I think it's because the character was so mad at being there and he was so mad at being there it's he just real he didn't have Man. to act I heard another like pretty delicious piece of like casting trivia. Oh yeah. That at one point because of the sort of the homoerotic do you is this This is this is my second this trivia is your, question. Okay, I want no, I want to no, steal no, go, it from you if you okay. I thought I thought you were done. No, I wasn't no, please, trying to please steal go for it from it. you. Please go for it. Well, I guess either Anne Rice and or the studios thought that people wouldn't accept two male leads in this level of intimacy mm-hmm. and they had a draft of the screenplay where Louis was a female character and that it could be just more of an on the nose love story mm-hmm. and the actor who they had attached for the role was obviously Cher. Yes, yes, it had to be Cher. And she even <laughs> she like... Moonstruck. <laughs> she was so good. Witches of Eastwick. Like, she yeah. can get a little supernatural yeah, yeah, for yeah, you. Exactly. Doesn't that make it gayer? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> and she had already written the theme song. Yeah, and then they had to take the theme song out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you believe in life after love? That after love? <laughs> after love? <laughs> That song makes so much more sense now. <laughs> it's it vampires. It's sad to me that we didn't get like a vampire love story between Cher and Tom Cruise because that's like <laughs> sounds like an endlessly rewatchable film. Oh my god! Especially if it just was a musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he can. He did musicals, right? He did like uh, the. the Rock of Ages or something? Oh, yeah. He did do Rock of Ages. He had the same length of hair in Rock of Ages. (laughs) Yeah. So he could do it. Oof. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He could do it as much as he could do this movie. It it doesn't seem fair that, like, Brad Pitt's long hair in this movie is clearly, like, his own actual long 90s, like, Brooke Shields-esque gorgeous, (laughs) so silky you just want to touch it. And then they've given Tom Cruise this, like... (laughs) Limp blonde, like it's disgusting. Yeah, it's like making Tom Cruise blonde. Stuff. It's like it's mean. Yeah, it's like the least cute I think he's ever looked in yeah. a movie where like he should be like really sexy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, in a movie where they cast him because he was sexy, like that's yeah. the reason they cast him. Yeah, and then they take that away. 
That's ah uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's my like pee with all these movies that like get these like hunks that go into, and then they're like, we're gonna cover you in makeup. And it's like right. the whole reason you wanted to <laughs> be here. Well, anyway, come on, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my uh, third question here for the trivia is: which characters in the the book and the movie were based on and people members of Anne Rice's family? Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, wasn't somebody was based on Anne Rice's husband, Stan Rice? <laughs> I like their name because they're Anne. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, and you are totally correct, Lestat. So I don't know why she based like the craziest fucking chaotic character well. on her husband, but uh, that is that is true. Yes, and there's one more. Are they still like, married? I don't even believe that that's a real person. Yeah, that, like oh my, name, I'm Stan Anne Rice. Rice. <laughs> this I I have a husband. His name is Stan Rice, and he's exactly <laughs> like this like sexy vampire I've been writing about for decades. Like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Oh, he's, he's in Alaska. Home. He's yeah. cut, like <laughs> it's, it's fine. He's, you can't see him. He's sleeping. He's a vampire. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, the other character is this is this is a horrible story. Actually, uh, she she based. Uh, it was a good segue, right? Excellent. She she based uh, the character of Claudia off of her daughter, oh. um, because her daughter uh, was uh, Michelle. Died at five years of age. Oh. And so she wrote this book shortly after that and she made the character Michelle so she would always be young and, and like her daughter was to her because she died at that age. So she would always be that age. And she thought that was a big tragedy and she wanted to like put that into this book and, and, and yeah, immortalize her daughter. Yeah. And it kind of like brings, I feel like, another layer to the that like surrogate mother character who the reason she wants to become a vampire is that her daughter had died, yeah, and she's yeah. like, I want, like, a girl who will never die. Yeah. And the joke was on that lady, because they both <laughs> immediately died. Uh, but I love that in the movie, because she doesn't ever say, like, I just want a daughter that will live forever. She just shows her locket with her daughter in it. And I, it's just such so visual and so nice. Yeah. We get it right away. So, yeah, those, that's, my, that's my trivia question. There's a lot of other, um, for Claudia, other... Uh, you just have general trivia about Kristen, Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. <laughs> She's a mother... Uh, I don't know. Um, she, no, she, uh, Who played Spider-Man's girl? Oh. <laughs> God damn you. No, she was almost played by... Let's hear it. Christina Ricci. Oh! Could have been good. Yeah, she could have been really good. No, it would have been great. But a little bit on the nose, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Uh, who can we cast as a young vampire? Christina Ricci? Come on, give somebody else a chance. Also, Evan Rachel Rachel Wood. So that would have also been a little in line with kind of like her... She's vampire Yeah, she's vampire Uh, Julia Stiles. Oh, God. Was also (laughs) almost cast... In that role, well, she, you know, there, she's she's grown into uh, a performer. Isn't she great in something right now? Like a TV show? No, like a movie. Isn't she in Hustlers? She no, she's not in Hustlers. Okay. I think she still has a career. <laughs> Julia Stiles so mean. I you know I don't know. Fuck Styles. I just feel like, like why? Why I just feel like we're Julia from Stiles? a generation where Julia Stiles was just really shoved down our throats aggressively yeah. for many years. And mm. uh, hey, Blaine, guess what? She's in Hustlers. Oh, she was so good you couldn't even tell it was her. You got hustled. I did get hustled. <laughs> oh man, Julia Stiles. 
Oh, man. Well, <laughs> the wool is pulled over my eyes, Julia. I'm so sorry. Wait, where's your wallet? <laughs> she fleeced me, too. Whoa. All right. So Natalie Portman was also uh, tagged for that role. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Thora uh, Birch. She could do it. Sure. Yeah. That wasn't one. But <laughs> she, no, we could, let's just continue casting this role right now. ScarJo. No. Sure. Just Anna Paquin. Oh. Anna Klumsky. <laughs> Anna Klumsky, yeah. He ne- Dad, why are we vampires? <laughs> <laughs> he needs his coffin. All right. So uh, another fucking weird, dark thing that came out of this movie was a an attempted murder. A man named Dan Sterling stabbed his girlfriend seven times in the chest and back. And then drank the blood from oh her wounds after they saw this movie the night before. And his defense in court was that the movie fucked him up. And so uh, right. caused him to go insane. I don't think she I really su- needed this piece of trivia. <laughs> she survived. She survived. Oh. She's all right. Well, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. She's a creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he was he was locked up. Yeah, that's, so that's horrible. That just seems like one of those, like, bad 80s lawyer things. Like, you know, we have no hope of getting our client off. So maybe we can blame the media, a mm. movie. Is there a Judas Priest record you've heard? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I'm afraid legally Anne Rice has to go to jail for this. <laughs> she was the head vampire that started this, and <laughs> she must be stopped. <laughs> the stat buffs up a bunch. Right. And then some other yeah. stuff happens with vampires. Uh, and the last piece of trivia was that apparently Tom Cruise said that Brad Pitt – had a little bit of a smell to him on set. <laughs> so, and this has been, I couldn't find a corroboration of that from Tom Cruise's interviews themselves, but I did find a lot of other actors that have worked with Brad Pitt over the years talking about how stinky Brad Pitt is. <laughs> and it is so funny. Wow. <laughs> I can't, oh, who was in, who was in Fury with him? One of the, like, not Emile Hirsch. Anyway, there was a, a, a young actor in, in Fury. With uh, with Brad Pitt, who said that Brad Pitt was hanging out in the tank, and instead of going to his trailer to shower, he would bring out baby wipes from his back pocket and just like wipe himself down in front of everybody. And he was like, "It's it's better than taking a full shower because <laughs> like I don't know. why are you too why are you ruining Brad Pitt like this like why why are you doing this to so me? Funny. I find it so funny that like the the, the most attractive man." Maybe ever is like just a little, a little bit stinky, a little bit ripe. He's got, he's yeah. got a stank. I love it. I love that so much. <sighs> he's beautiful from a distance. It's the pits. Oh, he's got. I, I actually like that. I like that he's got. I was pits. really waiting for you to make that joke. I was like, when is this pun coming? All right. That's let's let's. Let's say if we think this movie is rewatchable, Rob. I kind of uh, really enjoyed rewatching this movie. Really? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of elements that I like. I like that it's a vampire story that is completely different than other vampire stories. Mm. And you know, since the last time I watched it, I was like ten. There's obviously like a lot of emotional beats that I didn't get, and like it's a very fully fledged emotional story. 
with like a lot of neck biting and fires and some scythe action. <laughs> <laughs> the scythe action was the best part of the movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I found it very satisfying to rewatch. Um, yeah, and I wish that there was more movies that were sort of like this. And there is, of course, we haven't talked about, and I'm kind of you know shaming you. We haven't talked about. Queen of the Damned. Oh, yeah. Starring oh, yeah. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Who... And for some scenes, Aaliyah's twin brother filling in after she died. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's insane, yeah. It was bad, if I remember. <laughs> but it was also like a huge deal. And I think to a lot of people, it was like a big movie. Yeah, I read the plots of the other books, and that one apparently lists that's that. A, he becomes a rock star. Yeah. He becomes a fucking rock star. To attract, to like piss Egyptian, off. Egyptian, the original Egyptian vampires. He has to like ri- raise them from the dead or whatever. Yeah, and it's also to kind of piss off the other vampires. Just like, oh, I'm flaunting the fact that I'm a vampire in your face. It's Does Aaliyah like weird. do a number in it though? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's what I want. Yeah, that's what you want to see. That's what we all want, right? So none of us have seen that movie. No. I remember that I, I think we're doing Korn, the guy from Corn wrote all the music for it. So I don't think it's <laughs> oh very God. good. That's amazing. And we also didn't talk about the uh, the sort of half-hearted Guns N' Roses cover of Sympathy for the Devil at the end of this movie. Ooh. Oh, God. Were they just kind of talking it through? It's brutal. I thought it was really cool when I was like 17. <laughs> Yeah. I also think it's the last song that Guns N' Roses did before they, you know, basically like hung it up for like 20 years. They were like, that's it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen what happens. <laughs> it definitely reminded me of that like Our Lady Peace cover of that Beatles song from the opening of The Craft. I was like, it's very that. Oh, like, yeah. We were sort of like, you really could have just used the actual song in this moment. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, David Geffen owned Guns N' Roses anyway, so, you know, <laughs> just uh, lock him in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. It was an awful way to the end, end of the movie. It's just really, yeah, last nail in the coffin. Oh, Johnny? I think this one is kind of a half and half for mm. me. Especially, like, as a movie that, like, I didn't honestly love when I saw when I was a teen. I found it, found it like, a bit sleepy then, and I find it a bit sleepy now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it, for me, the film is, like, really hampered by Tom Cruise's performance that I think, like, <laughs> just lowers the tone of the whole thing where you've got, like, I think Brad Pitt's performance is great. I think Antonio Banderas gives you Antonio Banderas in, in, in just the way that you want. And Kristen Dunst, like... <laughs> Is good. It is one of those things where you're like, oh, this is like one of those child actor performances where you're like, wow, yeah. like this person's a star. They're a great talent. And the movie kind of like comes to life when she enters it. I do feel like it has the whole thing has a bit of a feeling to me of like kind of an episodic novel that's been adapted for a film that never quite gets the narrative momentum where you're sort of like, and then 30 years passed, and then we went to France, and you're like, <laughs> where is the plot? What is the actual narrative through line of this movie? I don't yeah. know. And I, and I think it was split between trying to have a plot and trying to, like, raise philosophical questions mm-hmm. because the the plot was, like, Tom Cruise just doing fucking anything to get the plot going, and then 
Brad Pitt was like, who am I now that I'm a vampire? And so <laughs> if you went in either of those directions, yeah. it would have been a better movie, but it like, landed somewhere in the middle. And I mean, the whole the, the revenge sequence in the vampire theater is like fabulous action gore set piece. Yeah. And the, they do even the thing where when he's fighting Stephen Ray, I think, as the sort of the subordinate of Banderas. Yeah, and when they first see each other, they kind of mirror, they have this sort of doubling moment yeah. that then is sort of reflected back in their final battle where it's like, that's sort of like an interesting visual choice. I wish that, but the, but that whole thing doesn't really feel like what the rest of the movie is even about. No. And that's kind of a more exciting vampire movie that we we didn't really get here. I like all the gay stuff because I'm like very gay. <laughs> um, and I did feel watching it that I was like, because I my big like vampire touchstone as a teen was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, of course. And the movie which obviously. I'm going to dignify that question with a response. And uh, oh, dare I? All right. but it's I think, you know, it's it, the the show comes several years later. And I think watching it now, like there is a lot of the DNA of that show in Interview with the Vampire, and sure. especially whenever they do any of the like flashback stuff with Spike and Angel and Darlin Drusilla. It's like, oh, it's kind of like a more fun version of Interview <laughs> with the Vampire that they're doing. So I like it as a kind. I feel like it's like. It's a useful vampire reference for other more fun vampire works that have followed. Right, like it was, uh, it was a necessary stepping stone, but it's it's not like something yeah. that you revisit all the time. Yeah, and so- it feels to me like somehow disrespectful to Tandy Newton to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's not rewatchable. I really, I didn't enjoy watching this movie so much. I found it boring on the one hand, and then it didn't go in any direction at all, really. And I, yeah, I wanted to be more action when the fire killing happened, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, that's what well, this movie could be. That's great. And then, they need to raise the stakes. <laughs> oh, right. Damn. And then when Brad Pitt was like philosophizing, like I kind of wanted. A little bit more of that because that's really interesting to me. Like, what does it mean to be living eternally when you're depressive? Like, it seems like a nightmare, like a living horror. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but then I don't know. His fucking voiceover made me fall asleep because it's like. Then we went to New Orleans, and he's just like so depressed and so tired, and just like it makes me depressed and tired to listen to it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think it's not that rewatchable. Also, I don't know what makes a performance like Tom Cruise really gives it his all. He's crazy as fuck, but then like Nick Cage can give a crazy as fuck performance, and it's brilliant. And I don't, but they're both just being crazy. Like, I, I think maybe it's just it the work. wrong film yeah. for that performance. Yeah. Like maybe he's in more of kind of just like a campy vampire horror movie. Like if he were one of the vampires in Fright Night Part 2, it would kind of <laughs> right. work in a way that here it's like you're going for more of this serious drama thing and yeah. it's a false note. Yeah, fair enough. I just <laughs> kept thinking about On Liberace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Liberace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. Do you it's have any cravat? <laughs> do you have anything that you're doing right now? Anything you want people to go no, to? No, no. <laughs> just no. watching old movies with us, eh? Yeah. We're not doing anything either, man. Oh wow. We're just watching an interview with a vampire. I mean, yeah, maybe we could do Queen of the Damned next or Yeah. I'd see that. None of us it's not really a rewatch though, because none see of us it. watched I've it. I've seen it. Oh, okay. <gasps> 
It was not good. I would just have to rewatch like Aaliyah music videos because I've seen those. <laughs> and you know what? I'm just gonna say it. They're rewatchable. <laughs> I might go. go watch one later. There you have it. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week on Rewatchability. You can check out Rewatchability on Facebook, on Twitter. The handles are Rewatchability. You can go to T Public and get a T-shirt there. That's pretty fun. Uh, you can go to iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Music. You can go to Apple Music and you can review us and you can rate us out of five stars there, which would really help us. And if you do have a few extra bucks, you can go on over to patreon.com and uh, and, and give us uh, give us a little bit of change every yes. month. So thank you so much for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week for our continued Halloween month. <laughs> Boo. 